Hey everybody, welcome to my show, Voice to be Reckoned with Brandy Joy. Um, today's show is Getting to Know Brandy Joy Singleton. I chose this show because I wanted to connect with my guests and my listeners more. I asked so much of you all to share with me and to tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me your story and all that and how you can help and, you know, and I just wanted to make sure that I was connecting too so that you know, you know, when I'm in your cars and in your rooms and at your, you know, at your table, your lunch, you know what I mean? You can feel like you know more about me and what I stand for and where I'm coming from when I do my shows. So I hope that this enlightens you and you learn a lot. So. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my show, A Voice to Be Reckoned With with Brandy Joy. Today, my show is Getting to Know Miss Singleton. I decided to do this show because, I don't know, I just wanted to become a little closer, personable with my, my audience. You know, I, I have special guests, which is each and every one of my guests, are special to me, um, share things with me that a lot of times are personal, just by them letting me in, and coming on my show, it's personal, and I just want my audience and them to know more of me, so when you listen to me, it's like you kind of, you connect more, and you know who you, who you listen to. Um, so here I am. <laughs> I was born right here in San Diego, California. Um, I was born the day after Christmas, December 26, 1978. Um, I have a big sister and I have two great parents. They have, uh, they're now, they've passed away. And, um, I am here you know, hoping, well, I would say, am, being the daughter today that they would be proud proud of, you know, my parents were great parents, Uh, I didn't have stories that a lot of people I know had, they came from a lot of hardship, broken homes, and, and, uh, you know, a lot of scars, and, and trauma, you know, as I sit here and I close my eyes and I think about my childhood, I think about so many, many great memories, you know, with my dad, me and my sister, we were his princesses, you know, he had, he, he <laughs> my dad, he would call us his, um, my sister was big whip, I was little whip, he'd be like, whip, little whip, <laughs> my dad was a lot older um, than my mom, and actually, they weren't married, um, Actually, he was not my biological father, but he was all I knew since uh, the day I was born. We'll get into all that other personal stuff <laughs> a little bit further down the line because, you know, getting to know my sing- singleton cannot be wrapped up in one setting, not in one episode, one show. <laughs> nah. It's uh, many colors, many sides, many ventures, much change, and much, many lessons, and great amounts of gratitude uh so (laughs) i thought today i've just start off just letting you guys know 
you know, enough of me to say, okay, I connect, we have things in common, or you might have questions, or you might, you know what I mean, just be a lot more interested in listening and know why I do what I do. Um, I've always been into creative creativity. It's a very young age, my mom tapped in on that when I began writing poetry, and she was my number one supporter. She's gone now and still <laughs> number one supporter, mom. Um, she taught me much, but she always was really adamant about, Brandy, be careful, because people, you know what I mean, will try to take your, steal your stuff. And basically what she was saying was, don't just be all nilly-willy with your poetry and, and just putting it out there, you know? And I was like, okay. So, you know, because I would write things, and I would write them for other people, too. People people would ask me to do po- write poems for maybe if they had a friend or a significant other, a boyfriend in, in the military. Yeah, but I don't know to my, my boo a, a poem or I had a friend that she she wanted a poem for um she needed a writing piece that she needed to uh you know refer to as um she was going to uh college very older much older lady and um she told me how much feedback and how great you know and how much they loved the poem I wrote her you know and that was for her you know, and, but I always remember, you know, what my mom said, and I tell her, like, mom, but, you know, those poems, that's, that's fine, because those aren't for me, or of me, or about, I pretend it's straight, strictly around the person that asked me to write it, but I didn't do it too much, but I did, I did, you know, but also, I, I a few times I had, uh, published, you know, or I had sent some of my, my work in, and it, it was chosen, it won a contest once, I had a poem called, tomorrow and then then when I was going to the lovely Patrick Henry High School my poem A Natural Woman was added into the school um we had a school like newsletter you know so those things were like pretty pretty cool you know and countless amounts of you know books poems that I I wrote I recall this one night I was uh downtown and went to a restaurant you know, because I had a tendency to, like, you know, after work, go to, you know, to, like, a nice restaurant and, you know, sit by myself and I'd, like, write, you know, and just, you know, enjoy, you know, after a day's hard work. And I had this poetry book that I took with me and then I forgot I had, I lost it that night. So I was just like, oh, bummer. It was a lot of poems, you know. Um, I, I love doing it. I, I just, I would write monologues short plays uh and just writing in general is just fun for me you know my mom was very talented herself she made some bomb freaking clothes my mom was so freaking good she would do cute things like maybe like every summer like i have this one outfit in my head if i like colors i like bright colors pink's my favorite red's my favorite so it's kind of like it was tie-dye and it was a t-shirt sleeveless t-shirt with a little short set really cute and i love 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 it had like the bright pink red yellow turquoise you know and i wore that that summer and people like where did you get that from (laughs) my mommy made it she does exactly what people do that make the clothes we wear and she was good at it she didn't take no classes she had a sewing machine and she forever was making things but the cute thing about it is she would make matching clothes for my dolls mini little clothes for my dolls my barbies all that stuff now not for my sister because my sister didn't play with dolls my sister 
more on the tomboy side. She, my sister was way, way into sports and stuff. You know, soccer, ROTC, track, you know, and she would always take me with her. She went to San Diego High, you know, so she always took me with her to practice and all that stuff. And, you know, we were, my sister, you know, was the true example of a big sister, you know, took me with her everywhere she went. And I love her dearly. Um, so, yeah. So, yep. So, my mom, she was, like, really, really talented with that. And so, I would write. Um, I would, like, be like, hey, mom, you're good. And even as I got older. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to track back to this one memory. So, I went to my, I think it was my first dance. I was at Patrick Henry. And it was the winter formal. So, we decided, because we went to, like, a lot of places. I don't know if you guys remember Charlotte Ruse. Rave, all kind of places. And then we decided, okay, I like some different things, but still couldn't narrow down. She went, and we went to the um, fabric store, and she got the like a velvety uh, emerald, you know, green material. And then she, she fleshed it out, you guys. I gotta find that picture. With the, the trim on the top, it was like half, you know, half cut, like on the shoulders with this little tiny strap. She had to, she had to do all that. And then it had the gold trimmings, like right around the, the chest part. You know, like, it's like a half shirt kind of, but the rest was dressed. It would have slit all the way down. You know, it slit, but it was, like, long. The dress was long, like, over my, over my knees. No, no, like, oh, covered my knees, just right about thereabouts. And then it had a nice little slit. She had the satin inside, too, you know, the lining and everything. And you would have swore up and down <laughs> that she repurchased it. Like, my mom was a bad, bad when it came to the sewing, sewing game. And I would, like, think of ways and stuff. I was like, Mom, man, if you only... You know what I mean? Because she didn't want to sell or do any of that stuff. She did it for the pure love and fun. And she would, you know, make things for people. And I would sit at home sometimes and I would write up business, uh, business, you know, for her. Just like business stuff. Like if she had a store and this and that and how much of this. I just loved the art, the art of writing. And I thought that was like so, so cool. And she could knit her butt off. To this day, I have a few of her items that she knit me with scarves. And they were beautiful. I still have some. Um, she was she was amazing, but for no profit. It's crazy because I every time she went to she would go to this um, called Yardage Yardage Town in National City. And man, I tell you, when we used to go there, I'd be like, oh man, um, fabric store, because she was. You know, they have the seating area where you get the books, you sit down, and you kick it. And you look, and she would kick it. She'd be there because you know this. She was into this. This is what she she did. She loved this. Her this was her hobby, and uh, <laughs> didn't like going there. It was so boring, you know. Because she took a long time, like hours of change, and hit up the whole store and walk around it. So that was my memory of that. But you know, as all that I'm older and stuff, you know, I have my talents too. Like I said, the writing and all that stuff. I, I loved entertainment. I always wanted to act. I was in some plays in high school. I did one in um, Patrick Henry, um, where I ended up meeting one of my first best, well, not my first best friend in life. I had a best friend when I was younger. Her name was Samantha Austin. If you're out there, we reconnected like maybe some years ago over Facebook. I haven't seen her, but <laughs> let me tell you, that was my dear, dearest childhood I loved her so much. <laughs> Remember the day she left, she said, my dad's moving me on out. And I cried, I cried, I cried. Because we would just go outside, we'd take our stuff and go either in front of her house or my house and put all our Barbie stuff, like right on the sidewalk. We had all these cool Barbie things. 
but yeah anyways <laughs> yeah that's a whole nother part of brandy um but in high school you know that's why i went to patrick henry and when i was in the the uh, drama class i met my friend one of my best friends shalanda and um yeah it was pretty cool how she because she had said to me, she's like, I didn't know you were so, you know, we ended up having to talk, I don't know if it was assignment or something, and she told me, she's like, yeah, you know, I first met you, she said, I thought you were mean, because you have this look on your face, you know, I'm not mean, I just, like, have a serious look, then you get to talking to me, like, so, you know, bubbly, and just really, like, hey, and all that stuff, and I was like, oh, no, and my mom used to tell me, she's like, Brandy, why you guys look like that, she's like, people probably have to be mean or something, I was like, what, keep saying this? like such you're happy go lucky where I'm happy person you know and to make that long story short I, I start to pay attention sometimes to my photos that I take and I thought it's because I don't really do photos too often because I don't feel like uh, getting a good look angle I'm very critical when it comes to it and so that's why I'm not really smiling and I just tended to take these I mean, as long as I come out cute and attractive, I'm straight. But I had a guest tell me that <laughs> he's like, girl, like, you want people to want to come onto your page and, and go to your site and listen. It's like, you look like you're saying, what do you want? I found it funny. I found it adorable. I found it funny. And it enlightened me. And I took in the, crit- the critique, you know what I mean? Because I'm secure to me with who I am and I know that I'm not perfect and so it's like from him of course and then for him to be willing and and not being shady and some people just be like mm, not saying you know what I mean it's, it's delivery who you are of course and what exactly am I'm doing and I'm trying to get across in the first place now if it's just one of my regs I'm like okay well looks I didn't ask you <laughs> you know what I mean so get it twist that but for this particular reason, I took that criticism, that positive, constructive criticism in because he exactly what I needed from someone that was an uh, outsider looking in as far as um, audience or a client, you know, just on the business part, you know, so, and, I, you know, the feedback, you know, I'm not looking for feedback in my life in general, like, oh, that one picture, you know what I mean, because... You know, <clears throat> everybody ain't got it like that. You know what I'm saying? First off, I don't really talk to you. You don't really know what's going on here. So, so with him, I figured, yeah, thank you, amazing. I, and I've been working on that, by the way, Artie. <laughs> been working on it, uh, but we're gonna do some more today. You know, because. I want to be better in all my ventures and what I do. So that's, to me, that's, you know, I find that very significant how it's something from my childhood or something I grew up, you know, hearing not very much, but from my mother. Heard it one more time from Artie Hoffman. That is, kind of makes me tear up a little bit. Um, because Artie is such a sweetheart and so amazing and caring and feel like I've known him for a lifetime um so yeah that's some of that uh so the talents and all that and 
oh yeah and so as an adult from then and then my mom having these amazing talents because she didn't just do knitting and sewing okay she used to draw okay so I mean I wonder why I'm such an awesome person <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding but I don't know if you like you know if you go onto my page and you see these paintings those are, are my I, I creative thing sometimes if you're like really a cre- into creative and you're just a creative person in your mind like you won't even know about you can just come across something that has to do with arts or, or creativity and like then just connect with it but never thought about doing it before I've kind of thought about like if I was ever to be a painter I was never into painting really until like, the right painting you know what I mean came along not just your average one no I seen a beautiful canvas you know the ones you put up in the painters where they're hats and stuff Picasso stuff and from there out I was just like filled my basket with as many canvases to paint that I could came home and just and, and bought the uh the professional easel the stand and I was at work I was and I was perfecting and and my talent it just came from just me just letting the paint touch canvas sometimes I would pick it sometimes I wouldn't but I'll just go with the flow sometimes I draw out what I'm gonna uh my draw in my hand <laughs> no trace what I'm gonna do and a lot of times it's just stri- strictly paint but all hand uh hand done by me myself and I think I've gotten better over time and gotten a lot of different good feedback and uh from some pe- people in places where I'm just like what you think so Thanks. And a lot of them might toot my own horn. I'm like, yeah, she did that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've tapped into my painting, which really, really helps me with, like, stress or anxiety because I have anxiety. And uh, it, it, and it really, really, really just does a lot for that, for the soul, for the mind, body, all that stuff that I just love coming together with masterpieces. Those will be on my website soon. Uh, I do little buildings. I build stuff. Like I, for people at my job, um, I had a really awesome one I did for a coworker. She loved Alice in Wonderland, so I took this the setting. It started from just the boards, like the wood pieces I would get from like Walmart or something. I would start gluing and, and doing levels and stuff, and then putting, creating, and making furniture. And I just decked it out. I'm gonna look for that, and I'm gonna put it up later today. It was a theme shrine around Alice in Wonderland my tail off on that thing I was you know at it she loved it I at school I did pieces for each teacher or the principal and it all was themed around what them and their personalities and what they made teach so that's another thing I did uh I actually made a two-story um, little house with furniture stairs I had to do bedroom yard decked out did a church so did little houses for people I, I, I'm the business okay so I'm not gonna sit here and not toot it you know toot it and toot it no I'm gonna toot it and toot it <laughs> no 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 enough about that because I can just show you with visuals versus the words so you can see for yourself they were for a moment they're going to possibly be put in the market you know I, I missed you know I, I played around with that and then you know with, with some different business companies and you know I wasn't too quick to jump on the wagon because I know you know the whole copyrights and all that stuff that, that lingo was taught and paperwork was and the numbers started being tossed around and I said yeah, okay well I see that you guys like it and you want to do so many things with it and 
blessedly created by Disney could have done, but I didn't want to just hop right on that and then not know that I got played or charged too much, you know what I mean? So it was just something to see, like, I could do this. There is a market for me. It is good enough. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, this is me letting you know who Mirandy Singleton is. Uh, I love, I love entertainment. I love anything that has to do with just, like, I don't know, talent, entertainment. I love to sing. I write songs. You know, I uh, always, always wanted to learn how to play the piano, so I Two years back, I did start my piano lessons. I didn't get to finish, so that's on my bucket list because my dream to play my own music while I sing. But I love the piano. I love classical. I will listen to that that music. I was gonna say, you know, I don't curse. I try not to, you know. I like. I have Mozart. I have a Mozart uh, CD. You know, no, no, is it Beethoven? Either or, like them both. People would see me or you look at me and be like, she likes, yeah. Not just saying it to sound. Some people say it to be like, I like that. But I never heard them listen to it one, one bit. It's always whatever, everything else. But what they say they like, me, you might hear my, my radio or my, my, my streaming media play, go from uh, a rap song to an R&B to a, you know what I mean? To a straight up Mozart piece to... I have a very colorful variety of things I like to listen to that you couldn't even pinpoint me on what type of music I like. You know what I mean? Because I'm from the West Coast, so I'm living right here in Southern California, West Coast, okay? But I'm San Diego. But, you know, I love I love my rap. You know, I love the Ice Cube, Snoop, you know, I like all kinds of stuff. Method, I keep going and going. Uh, Eminem, all, you know, different, different rappers. Jay-Z, I like all that stuff. You know what I mean? I like R&B. I'll be back with new edition. Like, I still listen to all this right now. I'll go from 2019 down to, you know, the, something in the 80s. Uh, and then uh, I'll listen to, uh, I love my Madonna. My favorite song, Papa Don't Preach. Human League, I'm only human. I like, just, you can't really, you never can pinpoint me. You can't, fit, you know, me. I listen to all, and then straight up into the classic way, you know? So, yeah. That's my favorite type of movies are alright. People I've been doing better. <laughs> I don't watch it a lot. I haven't in a while. But horror. My mom, she was horror into horror too. So um I think that's why I picked it up from, but like zombies and all that stuff. I um actually my favorite TV show, hands down, the whole entire world is The Walking Dead. Don't even get started. If I get enough people, I think actually I have a show soon with a very amazing, amazing person with a father that's a legend. Like, you know, he was a legend. He's a legend, actually. And darn it, he's one, too. You know what I mean? He's amazing. And I'm going to have him right here. George C. Romero. His dad is the creator of Creepshow, The Night of the Living Dead. And if you know anything about zombies, that was the original. Okay, when zombies came up out the ground. And they walked hella, hella slow. <laughs> oh, and they only came out at night, right? So, yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. So, yeah. So, that should be fun, actually. But it's going to be um, just more, to, way more, you know. I, I'm just looking forward, just in general, just to getting to have Romero here and talk about whatever it is we want to talk about, right? But, back to me. <laughs> 
so yeah those types of movies and my mom she's so crazy she used to play these horror uh tricks on us where me and my sister be in our room lights off our windows will crack knowing it's dark and i and she would jump through our windows and she gets a scary laugh from like tales from the crypt the crypt keeper terrify us i think it might have scarred my sister because she does not do the horror movies at all to this day she's like mm. okay something that's horror to her she's like i did don't do nothing even my nephew be like you know but i think he's starting to he got more you know but he's still like scared he, he used to sit next to me and like be okay we'll watch it and watch it put his hands over his ears it was so funny my son he, he'll dip and dad but he don't really mess with it he's like i'm close right but he ain't I remember, I don't know if you remember that movie, The Shallows, that came out, like, uh, maybe a few years ago, the, the shark one, the surfer girl, and, you know, I like movies like that, because, you know, I'm a, a lover of Jaws, that's my all-time, <laughs> you know, classic, that's my favorite, you know, movie, I love sharks, I'm infatuated, that's my favorite animal, anything to do with, you know, with the, the ocean, you know what I mean, <laughs> is, hands down, sharks, people that know me, no. Jaws, yes. And so I was like, I gotta go see this on the big screen, see the shark movie. And for a long time, he just was like, I don't wanna go see it. I said, How many times you get to see shark movies? And you're tripping like the shark gonna jump off the movie screen. And you know, and I don't know what he was thinking. It was gonna be, it was that one, I was to 47 Minas. It was, hey, it was either or. Time I got, you know, finally convinced them. And the reason why I really was going so hard is because every time I wanted to go, I had them with me. So I was like, I can't just put you somewhere else and I go here. I got to get to this movie. And eventually agreeing one day, the day after he was like, You see, it's so bad, man. Oh, I'm so silly. I was like, Mm hmm. Stop playing with me. But yeah, sharks, shark movies. Man, not one's ever going to get close enough. Like Jaws. Okay. This is just not going to happen. So that was always gonna be the, the number one, and it's not ever possibly gonna. It might be some alright ones, some good ones, but I've seen some great, some good ones, some great ones, some awesome ones, but not any ever up there on the level as Jaws. And that's just what it is, and maybe it's not meant to. Spo- I mean, whew, that was the one that hit the scene and scared people shitless of the ocean. That's probably the main reason why people are terrified. As soon as you connect water and shark and that's the image we get of sharks because i think because of jaws you know because y'all don't catch me on nose y'all watch it from afar you know i watch it on the tv I, i'm not about to go swimming with the sharks i'm not unless it's like a really beautiful tropical scenery and it's like me i just don't go to the sharks and stuff but uh i love a great white okay something about them just amazes me and I, I try to re- remember and get people to remember they're not these big, killing, angry, evil machines. Okay, they're not coming up here on freaking land, you know, messing with us. You go out there messing with them. As soon as you jump out there and decide you want to swim around, you just got to remember you have now snapped yourself down to the bottom of, you know, some food chains. And that if it's something were to happen, then, you know, it's like, it's, it's not, that's where they live. <laughs> what they do it's not like they got hands and shit you know try to figure out what it is that you know what i mean swimming around like a little seal you know you say teeth might be snack time can't go catch me out there but to the ones that do go out there no no disrespect have a good time god god bless but i'm just not with it you know but 
sharks are not these crazy evil things but I'm telling you right now if I came across one I'd probably shit and all that on myself excuse my language but I ain't lying I, I probably would I probably die right there just, just, just from you know <laughs> initial shock alone I got shit oh goodness okay so on that note you guys I have to take a break and um, I, I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and leave all this and just you know sometimes I take some stuff out of the um you know i'm giving this i think i'm giving this show to you after all because it's getting on brandy singleton so why would it be anything else right right i don't know hmm. stay tuned be right back hey if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Listen closely. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And then you can listen to me, Brandy Joy, with a voice to be reckoned with. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, I don't know if you like, you know, if you go onto my page and you see these paintings, those are, are mine. I, I, creative thing, sometimes, if you're like really a cre- into creative and you're just a creative person in your mind, like, you won't even know about, you can just come across something that has to do with arts or creativity and right then just connect with it but never thought about doing it before i've kind of thought about like if i was ever to be a painter i was never into painting really until uh, the right painting you know what i mean came along not just your average one no i've seen a beautiful canvas you know the ones you put up in the painters where they're cats and stuff picasso stuff and from there out i was just like filled my basket with many canvases and paints that I could came home and just and, and bought the uh, the professional easel stand and I was at work I was and I was perfecting it and my talent it just came from just me just letting the paint touch the canvas sometimes I would think it sometimes I wouldn't but I would just go with the flow sometimes I draw out what I'm gonna uh, with my draw in my hand <laughs> no trace what I'm gonna do and a lot of times it's just straight triple paint, but all hand, uh, hand done by me myself. And I think I've gotten better over time and got a lot of different good feedback and uh, from some pe- people and places where I'm just like, what? Think so? Thanks. And a lot of them I took my own horn. I'm like, yeah, she did that. <laughs> so yeah, so I tapped into my painting, which really, really helps me with like stress or anxiety because I have anxiety. And uh, it, it, it really, really, really just does a lot for that, for the soul, for the mind, body, all that stuff that I just love coming together with masterpieces. Those will be on my website soon. Uh, I do little buildings. I build stuff. Like I, for people at my job, uh, I had a really awesome one I did for a co-worker. She loved Alice in Wonderland. So I took this the setting. It started from just the boards, like the wood pieces I would get from like Walmart or something and start 
gluing and, and doing levels and stuff and then putting creating and making furniture and I just decked it out I'm gonna look for that and I'm gonna put it up later today it was a theme shining around Alice in Wonderland for my tail off on that thing I was you know added she loved it uh, at school I did pieces for each teacher or the principal and it all was themed around with them and their personalities and what they made for me so that's another thing I did uh, I actually made a two-story um, little house with furniture stairs I had to do bedroom yard decked out did a church so did little houses for people I'm, I'm a business okay so I'm gonna sit here and not shoot it you know you didn't do it no I'm a toot it and toot it <laughs> no 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 enough about that because I can just show you with visuals versus the words so you can see for yourself they were for a moment there going to possibly be put in the market you know I, I must you know I, I played around with that and then you know with, with some different business companies and you know I wasn't too quick to jump on the wagon because I know you know the whole copyrights and all that stuff but that lingo was taught and paperwork was and the numbers started being talked around and I said yeah okay well I see that you guys like it and so many things with it was so many creative ideas with them done but I didn't want to just hop right on that and then not know that I got played or charged much, you know what I mean? So it was just something to see, like, I could do this. There is a market for me. It is good enough. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, this is me letting you know who Brandy Singleton is. Uh... I love, I love entertainment. I love anything that has to do with just like, I don't know, talent, entertainment. I love to sing. I write songs. You know, I uh, always, always wanted to learn how to play piano. So I, a few years back, I did start my piano lessons. I didn't get to finish. So that's my bucket list because that was my dream to play my own music while I sing. But I love the piano. I love classical. I will listen to that that music. I was gonna say, don't curse. I try not to. You know, I like. I have Mozart. I have a Mozart uh, CD. You know, no, no, it's a Beethoven. Either or, like both. People would see me, or you look at me and be like, she likes. Yeah. Not just saying it's a sound. Some people say it to be like, I like that. But I never heard them listen to it one one bit. It's always whatever everything else. But what they say, they like me you might hear my my radio or my 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 streaming media play go from uh, a rap song to an r&b to a you know what i mean to a straight up mozart piece to i have a very colorful variety of things i like to listen to that you couldn't even pinpoint me on what type of music you know what i mean because i'm from the west coast so i'm living right here lovely california the west coast okay but san diego but you know i love you know, like all kinds of stuff. Method, I keep going and going. Uh, Eminem, all, you know, different, different rappers. Jay-Z, I like all that stuff. You know what I mean? I like R&B. I'll be back for new edition. Like, I still listen to all this right now. I'll go from 2019 down to, you know, the, something in the 80s. Uh, and then, uh, I'll listen to, uh, I love my Madonna. My favorite song, Papa Don't Preach. Human League, I'm Only Human. I like just you can't really you never can pinpoint me you can't fit you know me I listen to all and then straight up into the classical you know 
So yeah, that's my favorite type of movies are. Oh, all right, people. I've been doing better. <laughs> I don't watch it a lot. I haven't watched, but horror. My mom, she was horror into horror too. But um, I think that's why I picked it up from. But like zombies and all that stuff. I um actually my favorite TV show hands down. Total Tie World is The Walking Dead. Don't even start it. If I can get enough people, I think actually I have a show soon with a very amazing, amazing person. Okay, father that's a legend. That you know he was a legend. He's a legend actually. And darn it, he's one too. You know what I mean? He's amazing, and I'm gonna have him right here. George C. Romero. His dad is the creator of Creep Show. The Night of the Living Dead. And if you know anything about zombies, that was the original. Okay, when zombies came up out the ground and they walk hella, hella slow. <laughs> oh, and they only came out at night, right? Not anymore. Gotta do more. But yeah, so that should be fun, actually. But it's gonna be um, just more, way more, you know. I, I'm just looking forward, just in general, just to getting to have a mirror here and talk about whatever it is we want to talk about, right? But back to me. <laughs> So yeah, those types of movies. And my mom, she is so crazy. She plays these horror uh, tricks on us. Where me and my sister be in our room, lights off, our windows will crack, you know, and it's dark. And I and she would jump through our windows. Scary laugh from like tells me the crypt, the crypt keeper, terrify us. I think it might have scarred my sister because she does not do the horror movies at all to this day. She's like, mm. okay, something that's horror to her. She's like, I did. Don't be nothing. Even my nephew be like, you know, but I think he's starting to, he got more, you know, but he's still like, scared. He, he would sit next to me and was like, y'all can watch it and watch it. Put his hands over his ears. It was so funny. My son, he, he'll dip and dab, but he don't really mess with it. He's like, I'm still trying. I remember, I don't know if you remember that movie, The Shallows that came out like uh, maybe a few years ago, the, the shark one, the surfer girl. And, you know, I was movies like that. Because, you know, I'm a, a lover of Jaws. That's my all time. <laughs> you know, classic. That's my favorite, you know, movie. I love sharks. I'm infatuated. My favorite animal. Anything to do with, you know, with the, the ocean. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is hands and arms sharks. People that know me know that. But Jaws, yes. And so I was like, I got to go see some of these things. Sharks. And for a long time. It was that one or was it 47 meters? It was, hey, it was either or. Time I got, you know, finally convinced them. And the reason why I really was going so hard is because every time I wanted to go, I had them with me. So I was like, I can't just put you somewhere else and I go in here, I got to get to this movie. And eventually he agreed one day. See, I thought he'd like to see some Oh, I was so silly. I was like, mm hmm. Stop playing with me. But yeah, sharks, shark movies. Not one's ever gonna get close enough. Like Jaws. Okay? This is just not gonna happen. That's all that was always gonna be the, the number one and it's not ever possibly gonna there might be some alright ones, some good ones, but I've seen some great some good ones, some great ones, some awesome ones, but not any ever up there on the level as Jaws. That's just what it is. And maybe it's not meant to suppose I mean whew. That was the one that hit the scene and scared people shitless of the ocean. 
that's a, probably the main reason why people are terrified. As soon as you connect water, it's sharks. And that's the image we get of sharks because I think because of Jaws. You know, because y'all don't catch me out now. I watch from afar. Yeah, I watch them on TV. I, I'm not about to go swimming with the sharks. I'm not. Unless it's like a really beautiful tropical scenery and it's like really innocent with sharks and stuff. But uh, I love a great white. Okay. Something about them just amazes me. And I, I try to re- remember and get people to remember they're not these big, killing, angry, evil machines. Okay. They're not coming up here on freaking land, you know messing with us people out there messing with them as soon as you jump out there and decide you want to swim around you just gotta remember you have now connected yourself down to the bottom of you know some food chains and that if it's something were to happen you know it's like it's, it's not that's where they live <laughs> what they do now if they got hands and shit you know try to figure out what it is that you know what i mean swimming around like a little seal they use their teeth might be snack time ain't gonna catch me out there but to the ones that do go out there, no, no disrespect. Have a good time. God, God bless. But I'm just not with it, you know. But sharks are not these crazy evil things. So I'm gonna tell you right now, if I came across one, I'd probably shit and all that on myself. Excuse my language, but I ain't lying. I, I probably would. I probably die right there just, just from, you know, <laughs> initial shock alone. I got that. Oh goodness. Okay. So on that note, you guys, I have to take a break, and uh, I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and leave all this in this. You know, sometimes I take some stuff out of the. Um, you know, I'm giving this. I think I'm giving this show to you after all because it's getting a little brandy singleton. So why would it be anything else, right? Right? I don't know. Hmm. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for um, coming back and listening. You're here with Brandy Joy at A Voice to Be Reckoned With. We're continuing on with Getting to Know Miss Singleton. Brandy Joy Singleton, if you ask. Um, so, you know, um, I talked about um, a variety of things, uh, a little bit about my childhood and things, you know, that I took a liking to that, you know, you know, molded me into the person I am today, you know. Um, as you, just all you guys should know that um, but you know that I, 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 you know, focus in a lot on the bullying matters and issues, and um, you know, the one thing I know that started connecting me to a lot of people was that every I found everyone, ninety nine percent, I'm a hundred percent of everyone that I've, I've spoken to is all said they have dealt with some type of kind of bullying and majority of them were it was it was extensive bullying and in their time in their time you know bullying wasn't really looked at as it is now you know it was more like suck it up can't you know get over it you know put your big boy pants on you know stuff like that you know versus what's going on now you can't really say those things and then people's thinking weren't the way that they were from the, you know, back back then, maybe people's dealings with these type of matters would be different, you know, the cycle and all that, 
So I say this to, to say that um, when we come back right after this tid little break, we're going to talk about uh, my views and my thoughts coming from, you know, being uh, younger in my youth and in school and how it was for me and my take on it all. So uh, we'll be right back. Hey, I'm back. Yes, yes, yes. The voice to be reckoned with, Brandy Joy. And let's continue on with getting to know Miss Singleton. So, um, I, you know, went to preschool here in San Diego. It was Burbank, uh, a school called Burbank Preschool at the time. Um, yeah. And in preschool, you know, it's pretty cool. I remember I had a friend named Trish. And I think my fondest memory of preschool was the little kitchen set and all the toys they had. You know, because I have a thing right now, even as an adult, with like, kid, like I'm a big kid, first of all. And many things, like when they like kitchen, like houses, it's, it's crazy. I just, I just love, love toys. <laughs> Specific ones, you know, not all toys. But anyways, um, so I was, I just loved playing with, like all of the gadgets the mini you know the kitchens and, and everything they had you know the dress ups whatever you know I me mean? I love to play okay makes sense with preschool um I do recall vaguely having that you know because I see now when kids are sent to school like they have this phase and some last longer than others where they cry every time the parent drops them off like all day practically I'm having a little story well not even a story but something I just found really adorable when you see these things uh, when kids are new especially new to like being away from their parents because that's what it really is you know not that they're in school because if a parent was there with them they'd be good they'd be like alright let's get it but being left there I totally get it I have that feeling too uh, I think everybody can identify with that and then maybe not some people run for the heels they're like bye mama anywho I don't know what that was about guys um, yes, so preschool, yeah, uh, yeah, and those were like cool memories, and then there was elementary, oh man, loved me some elementary, I went to the same school from, let's see, kinder to sixth grade, Logan Elementary, uh, first grade, with kinder was, uh, I think I still remember Miss Ez- Ensminger, loved her, I bet she was known for her little, the little, you remember those little fish, um, snacks they still have now? she was the one with those yeah we used to love them and it was something about these mats i remember i had a friend and she was a good friend but at the same time she wasn't it was like she was kind of like a showboater i don't know the word for it you know this is kindergarten but i know like we would have this time of the day where we go in this room after our, our carpet circle time and then we would have to grab these mats to go in the other room and sit on them and <clears throat> i don't remember what lesson it was but some were different colors burgundy gray they just kind of look like little carpet mats actually but there was this one that we would try to always get to and snatch it up before the other and it was kind of like not fluffier but just had a little bit more thickness to it i don't know but it was like it wasn't until i was going for it it was just like a wish just a thought in my head like how thick and vivid that memory <laughs> is in kindergarten of that yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I don't have very, uh, uh, very um, many others really, but the circle group and and the, uh, you know circle time, what we were doing. But the 
little sis got there and in that room with that that carpet that whole carpet thing you know everybody had to get the carpet and try to get to it first and obviously you got it first or i got it first but she made it her mission to make sure that we both tend to be going that for that at the same time crazy her name was lizette um lizette i can't remember her last name it's like on the tip of my tongue but anyways and then we'll move on to first grade that was miss evenson everyone that had miss evenson loved miss evenson i remember after the sixth grade and i even left that school we had seen miss evenson i think a few times she was already up in age then in my head she would reminds me of christmas these okay at christmas there'd be these apples she would always have but they were fake shiny and if you know what i'm talking about then you know sometimes you'll still see them around but for some reason you know how you just have that memory or that that object that reminds you of something so around that time i was into marbles and the crazy part is me and my sister are reminiscing the other day because i found a box of marbles at the store the other day you know i still haven't opened them yet you know i can't take them to where i work you know because now the more of the concern is like someone's falling yeah we might have swa- you know swallow sized things you know around that kids can swallow but and, and the likelihood of a kid doing this with these marbles is slim to possible because i've seen grown kids you know me do the like, oddest things because most you think like they would know better but for me i would think it would be just more of a an issue versus whatever but that's not the point the point is i still have them in the box my sister was really excited when she seen them though she like wanted to go home and take them home and i was gonna be like you wanna go ahead and borrow these <laughs> And the wholesale is like it's over 100 something of them because you know the marbles are the different ones you got the big bolder one that takes out the you, you know if you know marbles you know and so my dad you know he always had me you know hook me up with the latest like marbles like i had all kind of a bomb collection and i'd go to school and we'd trade them or, or or you know play a game for them and stuff and i was you know i was marbling y'all <laughs> yeah yeah i was and i had these marbles i'm thinking about getting them back into the game my son's up for it hmm. you know these days these kids don't really be doing the whole marble pick up sticks and jacks you know so yeah and that was the year first grade I think that I joined I'm pretty sure it was like the first nope 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 no it wasn't first grade culture club though there were so many things I did in elementary uh so yeah definitely and we had this aide Miss Taylor she was she was pretty mean but I guess she wasn't, you know, I guess she was just pretty harsh and hard for a reason. But she scared me, you know, freaking scared me. And for the most part, everything was cool. You know, my big sister used to go to the same school too, you know. And we're six years apart. Uh, then I move along to, what did I say? Oh, second grade. I can't remember her name, but her face is in my head. Second grade was cool. But let me tell you, the memories that, that stick out to me that I really just remember in second grade was play-doh the play-doh that smelled like mint and trying to eat play-doh knowing that it was not gonna happen for some reason it still needed to taste it and then always when school would be getting out for like the year or a large vacation long vacation all this cool cool stuff school stuff they would give us like you know i like to play school with my cousins when I, when I used to go home, so I used to have, like, worksheets and books and all kinds of stuff, so I got a kick out of that, you know, so those were, like, the two things, you know, that stick out. Anyway, I think that was the year I learned the song, this land is your land, this land is mine. It trips me out because they still sing that sometimes in, in school, and I'm like, dude, I remember that song. So we, 
forever to get past it. Like, teacher would play every morning, and I was, man, I could not for the life of me remember the song. Like, it took forever for me to get to, like, as I was walking, like, the next verse. I don't know what that was about, you know? But then after a while, I was like, when I got older, I was like, I learned more of the verses. And I started to like it. And I brought that good, sweet memory. You know? The PTSD and the headaches of now. I'm playing. So I guess that was that. And then third grade, fourth. So basically, as I go on, I'm having these memories. The third grade is a mixture. I, I think it's intertwining with another. But around third or fourth grade, that's when I joined the patrol. And that's when you uh, go outside and, you know, control traffic. You patrol traffic, like little traffic. And I stayed on that a few years, all the way up until I made it to lieutenant or sergeant. So the highest one where I didn't really have to do anything but just monitor. That I did that. I remember the teacher asking one day, does somebody want to raise your hand if you want to help do something? And I just raised my hand. I didn't know what it was for at the time. And next thing you know, I'm on patrol. And I'm like, that's what I do. That was me, you know, and I, and I did it well, and proud, we still have patrol, my hat's off to you guys, school I work out now, they have a patrol, and I always, my students are going, I used to do that when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, so yes, and I, I did that all the way up to sixth grade, and, uh, and so I was at fairly, I was popular, see me, I don't really think in that way, even now, but popular, I was just me. And my friends were just probably just, you know what I mean? But I didn't see bullying. And if it was going on, did they handle it? Because that kid wasn't there. Other person my age that was the same school that dealt with something differently. Um, before, you know, I grew up in that neighborhood and, you know, had a lot of family. And I didn't have those type of problems. Like, pretty much got along with everybody. Dad used to make me a lunch every morning. My dad lived down the street. Remember we talked about earlier. I lived up the street. My dad lived down the street. So in the morning, I would go down to... Well, actually, I had moved at this time because my mom was married. And we lived way across... Well, not too far, but across town. So my dad would drive over to where I lived. Uh, Canova Base, San Diego, the 32nd Navy Base. And then he would bring me back, like, every morning. Get me from my house. You know, sometimes I'd have to do patrol early in the morning. I'd go to his house. He'd always have uh, the smell of his kitchen. Always make me... It was a different theme every day. Talk to my daddy. Rest in peace, dad. You know, pancakes or something with the, the potatoes or something. I'm telling you, but I love me some potatoes with ketchup and um, toast. And I love my dad. And then he always had my school lunch prepared. I didn't have, you know, he'd make me a lunch. I didn't eat, you know, which I had no problem because to this day I love cheeseburgers from cafeteria. But then my dad, that's what he did. And my dad used to always put Twinkies and apple and just fixed me a lunch, you know, and, but I never told him this, but I never liked the Twinkies, I didn't, don't like Twinkies, still don't like Twinkies, so like every day if somebody would like be ready, they'd be like, we're going to bring this Twinkie, so I just already be like, boom, here, it was like, whoever came, that's who got it, but I did not tell him I didn't like Twinkies, I kept the Twinkie, and whoever got to me first, it was, you know, if and buts, there was no fights over it, no misconfusion, or no, you know what I mean, it was just like, here you go, <laughs> Like, give me this, give me that. It's like, no, here you go. Twinkie. Somebody got a Twinkie. <laughs> it didn't go to waste. You know, these days now, it's like you pay kids. I, I didn't pay for it. They got they got their own mama. So I, I paid to give you a lunch away. First, get on my son about giving lunch away. And because I see how these kids are. And they'll try to eat all your damn lunch if you give them even one thing. I 
and then we try to stress your kids not to share food, you know, for so many reasons, and you don't know who's allergic to what. So, that is really big. So, yeah, that was like a little, another little, like, little funny little memory I have. And, uh, I lived, we lived by a store called Sawaya Brothers, you know. And so, like, when I went, then there was, they, you know, because my dad brought me to his house and I ate breakfast and everything. And I, you know, he, I would be there for a while before school even started. Because, you, know, you know, what I love to do, I'd get on that couch in the living room and watch all my shows. That's when Punky Brewster was on. And by the way, Punky Brewster, when I was a kid, was my favorite TV show. I was a black Punky Brewster for Halloween. Yeah, I had the shoes with her faces. My auntie had got me. And I remember I used to try to create uh, her room. I remember my, me and my sister had a room together. And I, didn't, I just remember her just laying there just looking at me like, you know, this works out for her. <laughs> she wasn't trying to stop me or anything. I think she was entertained by it. I don't know. You know, because she had that hammock bed and whatever. I was like, I can recreate this. You know, I loved Punky Brewster. I had the lunch pail. I still love Punky Brewster. I have a, a DVD set. You know, a friend of mine got me uh, my, my other job. My friend Nicole, thanks for that. I still have that DVD set, Punky Brewster. That was so thoughtful when she did that because we had t- talked about how that was my favorite show and then got it for me for, you know, some Christmases back. Maybe the world is fine. Yeah, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Just a little longer. Yep, so I can cry. Don't know. Anywho. And I also recall when I was on patrol, right, we had to go to the convention center for, like, this patrol thing or whatever, right? Because I had no clue if this was even going to happen, what that happened at this moment. And, like, we were lined up. There's all these events going on lining up stuff in the line and I get closer and I'm just like and there's just this person you know like kind of bent over you know what I mean how you bend down and do something so basically their, their tail is in the air and then she stands straight up she turns around and I'm like oh, that is Salema that's Punky Brewster which by the way she had boobs and was quite, quite a little thick in back right at that moment but I was just like more like oh my gosh do you know that the universe You know, because, you know, they let only a certain amount of people back, right? Because I had no clue how I felt about this this girl, this TV show, this, this you know, this uh, actress. So they counted off the people. That, okay, one, two, three, four. Okay, that cut. That's enough. Right where I was. That's where they cut off that. I said, no. <laughs> no, that right there. I remember like it was today. <laughs> Broke my heart. Winter pieces. Yep, yep. But hey, the fact that I'm talking about it now and it even happened. Maybe Soleil Moon Fry will hear this one day. Hey, bro, hey. <laughs> but yeah, so I had some cool times. So that's what I would do at my dad's house. Okay, back on track, guys. But then I would walk. He would, I would, he would pick me up, car, bring me there. But then when it was time for me to go to school, because it was right up the street around the corner. From his house and where I used to live before my mom we moved my mom married so I would stop at Swire Brothers and get all these different types of candies I don't even know if my dad knew I was doing this or maybe he did I think he did know I was gonna stop by the store first daddy and then go yeah so you guys knew so because I wasn't late to school get the candies now or later was the thing back then right because they have banana ones though there was this boy at school named Jesus you know what I mean so now this was a thing of nine, mine, 
ventilators and to make sure that Haitians got some of these ventilators without really saying, hey, these are here, got them for you. I knew who just gonna want them, who's gonna ask. And so I remember that too, making sure, of course, I got enough for me, and he was the only one I shared them with, but make sure I went and got some ventilators so I could give them to the Haitians. I think it was Haitians. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Crazy, right? And then we had this store along the way, but it would open up later. It was the sweet shop. You know, and after school, we go there. You know, especially on early days. Grab some candy. You know, good times. Good times. So, yeah, so like there was fifth and then, and then sixth. And then, you know, I graduated. Um. Yeah, I graduated, so, you know, in elementary, I pretty much, you know, got to be, got to be that kid, you know, and, and enjoyed school, and just enjoyed it, you know, I did, I went through puberty, though, in elementary, I, in fifth grade, I, I started, uh, well, obviously, the whole ball thing, I remember seeing boobs, and I was just like, oh my gosh, for a minute there, I was a little uncomfortable, you know, with the whole in the whole ball situation. That's why I remember I was on patrol and I think I went to the bathroom. To do, I don't know. I just had a difficult time with one bra. But then the next thing I remember, I had this cute little outfit, little Betty Boop t-shirt and then the shorts, they call it now, like with the shorts and the skirt. Just walking back, you know, kind of like straight up, you know, like out. Boobs, like chest poked out and just start walking. So obviously I just didn't have a problem with that. Yeah. But then, you know, there came the monster <laughs> uh, man when that started I was just so mortified like when my mom used to take me to the store to go get you know the napkins like I was like I don't do that mom I was like I don't want anybody to see me grabbing these so she'd be like Brandy go and get your napkins okay <laughs> well, I can't eat it you're gonna walk down the aisle anyway so I would go grab them and I'd run past her basket real fast and throw them in. Or I'd just like from a distance, I'd just make a shot into her basket and keep going. Because I really needed to like have no one see me with these, these women. Well, sanitary napkins, okay? Damn it. So yeah, that was more mortifying, man, when I, that happened to me. Like, people were smiling. I'm like, did you just broadcast this shit? I was like, because then somebody said, congratulations when I walked into my, I think my auntie's house. I was like, I don't know black people did that. <laughs> and thanks a lot. Go on business, okay? I'm still, like, chipping off the crap. Does anybody else know that I'm a freaking monster? Because, <laughs> you know, I still don't know what's really going on with this is. You might have told me I'm still, like, not really grasping the concept, a concept of what that was. So, um, so after that, let's see, let's see, let's see. So, yeah. So basically, womanhood arrived. And then, seventh grade, I think things got a little different for me. So, okay, so let's just say, let's just sum it up. With seventh through through tenth grade, because seventh through ninth, and then you go tenth through twelfth, I can't really say, and maybe for some people, I think that I was tried when it came to bullying, and it didn't really stick. You know, because I used to go to summer school sometimes, too, and, and at Lincoln, I would go to summer schools at Lincoln. And uh, there would be some times 
or something where somebody would say some slick or, or seem like they thought something was funny because I thought I was pretty fashionable to the, to then to now. And I also say this to say that it's very true when they, they as kids, parents have to like not pump their kids up, but let them know how fucking great they are actually. You know what I mean? Because they are. But you got to be the first one to tell them that. It's just like they hear your first I love you and all that from your parents. You know, show them through your love. You know what I mean? And how, how you treat them and, and all that stuff. And and don't, you know, I, I tell myself, you know, I try to check myself now as a mom now. You know, it's like my son knows that the things that people say, they, just because they say it doesn't make it true. But I think that I was able to pass pass through those 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 issues that were, you know, that would confront me very shortly because I didn't let them stick when people would laugh or, or, or make a joke or say something about maybe something about me because of how I was grew up and how I was raised. And I knew, I knew I was one of the eggs and about pigs. Because I was already kind of like a, a shy kid that was waiting to bust out into the blossom and everything one day, you know, but it didn't really stick. So I could have took that and then became the, the brunt of somebody's, you know what I mean? But it wasn't a laugh, you know, the type of kid I was, it was like, I wasn't about to, you know what I mean? Just, I can't be doing this, like, looking over my shoulder and just being like, because I'm like a happy-go-lucky person, even to this day. So if I'm, like, down and miserable, not miserable, but, you know, and just unhappy or something, just, it's kind of like how it, something heals. It heals itself. Like, I'm a heal. I heal my, I, you know, find ways to pick my own self up. I just don't dwell in sorrow wasn't designed that way for some reason you know what I mean I don't seek it from anyone else I get it from inside for myself you know so I got it because when everything's quiet and everything's gone and, and you just feel you're there just you with yourself you know and those are the most important intimate times is when you're with yourself you know what I mean people can't make you happy you know they can become a part of your happiness but if you're not happy no one's gonna be able to do that for you so um that's how it works for, for me so, looking back, I think I was kind of picked on a little bit and didn't really realize that's what was going on. And then, as I got older, I think about situations and then even with some people as adults, like, so you weren't a really all that great person, you know what I mean? Considering, you know, how maybe you were with the status of where they're at now in life and the God, you know, loving church person they are now. You know, and they were supposedly then too. They were aggressive little kids. You know, but come on, you weren't that nice. You would, you, you know, make little jokes or, you know, something that possibly someone would make fun of me about. You know, and you would, looking back, and I didn't see it at that time. Little little things to make it even funnier. And that right there is um, there on that line with bullying, you know, because bullying could be emotional, physical, you know what I mean, you could be a participant, you know what I mean, so I felt like that right there was just like you setting up the uh, stage for me to be picked on, you know, so... And I didn't ever approach that person about it when we got older because we're just like, we're kids. But still, it was, you know, it, 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 it's, it's happening now. Okay. 
so I would go through those phases where people like that would pick on me or I would get somebody to make fun of me about something but I didn't take it internalize it and, and it wasn't just like every day all day so I remember having a conversation with uh, I think it was yes uh, Bill Foster the other day and he, we were speaking about he was speaking about how the difference you know because there's some kids that claim or try to take on that bullying for attention or, or you know and then letting kids know that just because you know there's going to be some times where somebody is nasty you pushes you pushes you down maybe even or, or makes fun of you about something it doesn't exactly mean it's bullying bullying is usually when it happens more than two or three times then it becomes harassment you know so i wasn't constantly harassed you know and i, I could take my share you know of times where or this one time where i kind of someone for that for that time you know and then it was over with but as soon as adults we were good to go but yeah I, I don't know why I did she just made it a little easy and I think she may have even said something to me and I was like oh yeah okay I think it was one of those things for me you started I'm gonna finish it it's not always a good thing so I'm not promoting that but if you're gonna be bad you know what I mean then don't take on you know take several seats you know so that's where I was at with that <laughs> But uh, that was when I was a kid, you know, I wouldn't do anything like that anymore, but to say that I'm not perfect, you know, so we all, but, and I wasn't a bully either, it was, that was just, I had a situation, so, you know, but even then as a kid, I didn't like those, that type of thing, like bullies or people like picking on people, I, I, I know, I noticed that about myself when I was really, really young, because we had like the boys and girls club and girls in the, you know, in the girls club that was separate. We had one that was just a girls club, and I remember there was a girl there, and um, she used to like people who like really want to talk to her and like kind of like say things about her and stuff like that. And she just kind of just you know do her thing and say nothing to her by herself, and and that it made me want to you know go to her, you know, like get to know her, talk to her, you know what I mean? Because I didn't want her to feel like that because I could sense it in a kid and. And so, thinking back, you know, that memory right there just shows me that I've always had that, you know what I mean, that thing for the, what do you call it, the dog, they call it the, when you're like, not the outcast, but also like the, um, what's a word for it, the underdog or something like that, you know, the person that, you know, people are not really rooting for, they are the down, putting down, that's the person most likely that I'm going to go and want to talk to, you know, that's just how I've always been. Hey, God's good, right? He designed us. He designed. I, I truly believe that we all have a place in us. You know where I'm gonna go? <clears throat> Scratch that because there are some really messed up people in this world who do some really evil things. So I'm just gonna leave that alone for someone else or a whole different show <laughs> to get back to what I was talking about. But um, yeah. So. I just wanted to kind of put that out there. I didn't know it was going to go on this this long. But then I started going down memory lane, memory road. And there's so much more, you know. But as I said, this uh, the getting to know Brandy, Miss Singleton, huh? <laughs> is most likely going to turn into a reoccurring show. Because why not? It's kind of fun. I like it. And it, like, brings back, you know, back in the day might throw some music from old school. I think it's going to be fun, and I think it's going to bring upon opportunities for 
bring other people onto the show too catch up with memories and just good times man because we're in some trying times right now and it's cool to like lighten up sometimes and just chill so stressed about the world about the this man's gonna be in four more years what's gonna happen and you know the bills and the you know even this crisis this children and, and you know what I mean just the things these things are going are going on they're still going to go on if we stress or not so decompressing sitting back perception you know what I mean could change so much you can have the same situation and but if your perception of everything it, you look at things differently it's like it's different you handle it different you see it differently but it's still it's, it's the same as it was before it's just your perception and then it's like chose to run with that perception and now you're all worked up and got high blood pressure so it's okay to take, take a chill pill and you know and get in tune with self by yourself some people can't be by themselves i don't understand that it's like uh where's your trauma <laughs> no no really that's because i can and i, I but I, I used to at a young age because my sister was six years apart and she moved out a little bit sooner than you know she's moved out, <laughs> you know what I mean, and um, eventually got married, but it was just me at home, and, you know, me, my mom, my stepdad, you know, and big house, and I had my room, and I just, you know, I'd go to school, do all this stuff, come home, kick it, you know, because, you know, it's not like I didn't have things to do, like, I was, my mom was cool, I was cool, dad, you know, I had, I'm a big kid now, so I had, like, toys, I always had something, you know what I mean, video games, like, movies I wasn't without you know what I'm saying so I was a kid that and had an amazing creativity uh, and imagination so I was always you know what I mean very a person that can easily entertain themselves and knows be very comfortable in and could be alone could be with with the crowd be with people and could be there and be by herself and be quite fine with it so me I, I need to be uh, alone time to be with it to be with me because I always check in on me I don't, I'm okay, because I want to always be a, a great, you know, a, a better person than I was the day before, working on self, you know, so that's how I roll, and that's how you guys are getting to know Miss Singleton, guys, you must definitely stay tuned for more, um, more episodes, it was a pleasure to be here and sharing me with you. Uh, you guys are amazing. I love you and keep coming back. The voice to be reckoned with. Yo.